Hello, everybody. This is Trina Gunzel, and welcome to the Legacy and Legends podcast. We are wrapping up the amazing women who have joined us for Women's History Month all around the globe. And it is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to my dear friend, Lee. I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself so she can um, share with you her brilliance and you can get to know her a little bit better. Hi, Hi, thank you for having me. That's quite an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Oh, no, it's my my pleasure and my privilege. Thank you. Awesome. Well, I am excited for others to get to know you. And I like to do a little bit of warm up questions just so people can get to know you on a personal level. So we'll jump in with those. Lee, do you have a favorite movie? I do. I mean, with films, it tends to ebb and flow with what mood I'm in. But if I had to say an absolute favorite, it's actually The Truman Show from back in the mid 90s with Jim Carrey. Love that movie. That's your favorite? That's awesome. It is. I was a media studies teacher at the time. So I watched it twice in two days because I took two sets of students to watch it and it just blew me away. Yeah, that's a great one. My kids just asked to watch that recently too. And there's so much I think we can glean from that movie about real life and how we treat people and not being in a bubble right right here like we're real friends face to face and it doesn't matter where you are in the world it's a real I don't know environment sometimes people can think just because it's the internet it's not real people but they are no absolutely I I am real I am here I am 3d (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's right I love it okay Lee and what about what's your favorite food Oh, that's a good one. That's (laughs) definitely dependent on mood. Um, (laughs) Sure. Probably takeaway food would be Chinese. Nice. I'm in the UK. I'm in Scotland and Scotland's renowned for everything being deep fried and battered. Um, (laughs) So we we have chip shops here that are, you know, quite impressive. So we we have like fish and chips is like our national thing. Nice. Oh, that sounds actually pretty amazing. I'm usually not up for fried foods, but this time of year... Yeah, fish and chips sounds amazing. <laughs> okay, and what about what is a book that's impacted your life? Um, would have to be the Bible for mm-hmm. me. At, at the moment, I'm I'm reading the Bible in not quite a year uh, because I'm, uh, the attempt was to do it in one year, but the reality is it, it didn't quite happen that way. So I'm still working my way through it. Yes. And I've because I'm doing it that way I've read things I've never read before and it's Mm. just amazing I love it and I'm looking forward to doing it again when I finish it this time I'm going to do the same thing again in a different translation oh awesome so what other languages are you fluent in you're reading another language no not another language so at the moment I've read it in the new living translation okay cool next time I'll probably do either new king james or esv I think Okay. Very cool. That's, that's great. I know I have the King James version of the Bible and ever, I don't know that I've ever done like a cover to cover, but I've, I've stuck in like Proverbs and I've read the whole Bible, but just not straight through like that. So that's a really good goal. It's um, this year I'm focused on the old Testament. So a lot of the stories and the Proverbs woman, (laughs) some of my favorites. Very cool. Well, what about what inspired you to do what you're doing now? 
I've I've been in and around media um, as an occupation for over 30 years and I actually started my IT business six and a half years ago and it wasn't something I was planning to do I'd actually spent 10 years as a chocolatier so that's quite a leap from one thing to another (laughs) so I used to make Belgian chocolate and I used to do wedding cakes and celebration cakes and where I am in Scotland it just wasn't viable as a business I live in a fishing village on the northeast of Scotland our entire county has got 92,000 people in it. So we're tiny, tiny, tiny up here. So it just, it didn't work out. And I got headhunted to manage an IT business, which seems a bit bizarre to go from chocolate to IT, but I've got a technical background. I've done a lot of retail work and I thought, I'll give it a shot. How hard can it be? I started on the Monday and by the Wednesday, I went home after work and fell asleep on the settee because my brain just went, I've had enough. (laughs) <laughs> I bet. Yeah. But, um, that, that business actually closed after a couple of years, not because of anything I'd done, but it was actually set up badly to start with. Yeah. And yeah. the person who owned it, once I started, he basically left. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't anything we could do to save it. But what I mm-hmm. saw was there was an opportunity and a gap in the market to provide an IT shop, a computer repair shop that actually was accessible to everybody. Yeah. And so I wanted something where whether you were a senior citizen or a young person or especially female, you would feel comfortable to be in there because most IT shops you don't. Mm -hmm. Doing that, what I found was speaking to customers that most of them feel like they're tech illiterate or they're tech idiots. Like somehow you should just be able to put your hands on a computer and know what to do. Right. I mean, you wouldn't get in a car and say, yes, I'm ready to pass my test. Or you wouldn't (laughs) go, that's fine. I'll do my grade eight. You've got to do the training. Yeah. A disconnect between what their experience was and being able to do the training. So I decided I wanted to set up tech academies of which video production academy is the first one. Okay. I love that story. And my brain just like I process marketing, branding and ideas. So like for me, when you said chocolatier and then you made that jump to IT, obviously just looking at your brand, it's also very feminine. And like you said, you helped bring that softness to the IT space where a lot of people don't feel comfortable confronting that. You could even as a way to brand that you could have like sweet solutions for IT needs, <laughs> sweet solutions for tech needs, because if you could get them comfortable with it, with your chocolatier branding and the, the cakes, that would be a way to soften yeah. that too. Oh, I stopped making chocolate and cakes. Oh gosh. Uh, 2013. Wow. But up until a couple of years ago, I would still be places and people go, are you the chocolate lady? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yes. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine a place that even with fishing in small town they still need cakes and chocolate is like a necessity (laughs) well you know I would think that as well but it just I think if I was to do it again now knowing what I know now I would do it completely differently Um, because we didn't have the facility to actually be able to sell it outside of our own our own space so I would do festivals and I would do outside shows but we never managed to sort of break away from that. So we relied too much on uh, the footfall in the shop. So I do things differently, but you live and learn and you get to apply that knowledge then to where you are moving on. Sure. 
That's true. I mean, the things you learn in a business growth journey, right? That's going to serve you your whole life. So that's why we love working with, we work with celebrity brands and help with high ticket offers. Like we customize those programs, but my heart is for the startups because there are so many fundamentals you have to learn. And if you have those in place, you can scale, you know, you're never left without just knowing what to do. And you can accelerate the growth process because you don't have to stumble, right? You can, yeah. like you said, learn and do it right the first time. You'd be an amazing chocolatier consultant, right? Because you've done it. You say you would have done it differently. I know there's people who want to start up businesses like that. And it seems like everybody in their child right now is trying to start up a cake decorating business. And you could totally consult on that on the side for fun because you know it. Like, how long did you do that? 10 years. It's actually 10 years in total. Yeah, it was, I think we were sort of two months short of 10 years. Wow. That's amazing. I I didn't even know that much of that part of your story. So thank you for sharing that with me. You're welcome. What about what kind of obstacles have you had to overcome to live this life you've created now that you're enjoying? It's been a very interesting journey because I'm not a technician. Mm -hmm. I am. admin, bookkeeping, marketing, business development. I basically wear all the other hats in the business apart from the technical one. And so I have a team of technicians Mm -hmm. who are all male because women don't apply for the jobs. Um, Mm -hmm. So that can be quite interesting because I have a young workforce that's Mm -hmm. male as well. And so they come in and they have this idea that actually I'm not going to know what I'm doing. So it's quite interesting when they struggle with something and I fix it. So they're like, oh, you do know what you're doing. Um, And also being a a female CEO and founder of an IT company is unusual. And I've had I've had some very peculiar experiences from people talking over my shoulder because they want to talk to somebody else other than me. Um, I actually started the business when I was a single parent and wow. I've subsequently got married and my husband works in the business, but he does admin, uh, janitorial stuff. He's now an office buddy and he goes and helps other businesses with yeah. practical things, but he's not a technician either. And he's not the business guy. And so wow. people will speak to him and he's like, yeah, it's not my business, mate. You'll, you need to speak to Lee because it's her business. <laughs> And I even had it that uh, we were away on holiday and we'd hired a car and we went to pick it up. My husband's not comfortable driving places he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I'll drive anything anywhere. And, and this guy's like we're picking up the car and he's like, so who's who's the main driver? And it was like, I am. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and what is it you do? Like, I own an IT business wow really I mean no offense or anything but oh I've never known anybody and no female ever do that and he just kind of went off on one and it was embarrassing and you're just like really what year is this you know I can do this I can drive and I can run a business (laughs) you're you're a trailblazer though because it is I I try to bring in people with unique fields and experience and expertise because a lot of young women listen to this podcast and young men as well. And people who want to be mentored and they want to learn and see that it's possible for them. You know, so I can say too, there's not very many women that I know of who own their own it company. If any, like you might be the first, um, my sister-in-law recently purchased, um, she's a landscape consultant so landscape architect and for her to own that business now it's a big deal you know and it's kind of it's stretching her so we're seeing more and more women 
you know, being CEOs of companies or taking on these leadership roles, but it's not that men can't do that and they do a phenomenal job, but I do love that in business, it's an equal playing field. If you want to start your own business or start your own company and you are brave enough and willing enough to learn and put together your skill set, right, in an organized way, then you can absolutely exchange an abundance with people and amplify abundance for your family, for your friends. You can have this amazing ripple effect. And it's cool when people say, hey, that's different. I'm not noticing everybody doing that that gives you an indicator. That's something you could mentor others. Like really, I'm sure there's a lot of women that would love to be in it. You know, they love that tech route. My niece is one of them. She just loves that realm of, you know, and, and to be like, Hey, if you want to do this, you have kind of blazed a trail and hopefully it will become less common. Like where everybody, Hey, if you have a dream on your heart and you want to start that business, you're showing them it is possible. So well done. Thank you. 74% of girls at school show interest in STEM subjects, in science, technology, engineering and maths. But the way the school system works is actually they're dissuaded from doing it. So by Mm -hmm. the time they actually go through the final part of the school and the college system, there's very, very few actually go through. Wow. So do you think there's something that you could do on that to help them I mean, do you necessarily have to even go to college for that skill or could they go through a program that you could create to learn the skills and then just launch their own company? I didn't go to college. I've got no IT qualifications. See? Uh, I've actually got no business qualifications, either. <laughs> but I, it's one of those things. It's, um, oh gosh, uh, experience, uh, what is it? Expert by experience. There you go. That's what I am, as I'm an expert by experience, because I've had different businesses and I've managed businesses and I found myself in the situation of saying there is a gap in the market and it's something that I can do. I'm not a technician, but I can build an IT business. So, yeah, it's absolutely something that I could mentor somebody else to do. But I think it's something that once you've gone through that journey, it wouldn't necessarily be an IT business because I've mentored people that are uh, pest control, um, coffee shops, you know, there's been different people that have approached me and said, well, actually, I want to start a business. Can you help? Because Mm -hmm. the skills are transferable. It's different. Exactly. Honestly, that's part of why we developed our business consulting model is because people kept asking us, you know, we ran a fine art gallery and photography studio, but they wanted to know, how do you set up your own business? How do you only work two hours a day? You know, consulting with educational products and services, people would say, how did you start your own educational consulting business? And so when you can package that and document your process, that becomes very valuable to others because they do want to either add another income stream or break out of that nine to five but a lot of people don't know how to organize themselves and they need more of a step-by-step model, you know, where it's like, yes, you could absolutely help them, especially if it was a, if it's something you're passionate about, right? Like I'm sure when you're doing chop, making chocolate, you have to be passionate about that to show up every day and create that, but if you enjoyed it, right? Oh, a hundred percent. And the interesting thing with it is, is people's perception is, that it's all making chocolate and decorating cakes but the reality is 90% of my time was buying supplies sorting supplies packaging chocolate sorting out the graphics getting it packed up to get it sent away so there was very little of my time was actually 
the glamorous bits mm. and so yeah. I would get job applications from people going I love cake decorating it's like <laughs> that's fine but I need people to put bars in bags yeah that's true there's that whole unglamorous behind the scenes part of being an entrepreneur that most people don't make it through that part it's like it took me a while to go okay we're running a photography studio business but you know I have a degree and I'm stuffing envelopes it was wait, this is just the stuff that has to happen. You know, when you're wearing all the hats, the bathroom has to be clean. The yep. floors have to be swept. The product has to be organized, right? You got to book the calls. And there are so many hats as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. And then we and, add and so few of them are the trade related part of it. That's right. And then as a wife and mother, you have about 10 more, right? Yes. <laughs> so this, this, the space, which is cool because you can magnify both. That's what I want people to know. It's like they say legacy and legends my last guest was so cute. She got it. She goes, oh, the legacy is your family. And I'm like, yeah. She's like light bulb. She's like, you're leaving a legacy in your kids. I'm like, yes, I do family business, but it's paying all those amazing skills and talents you have forward to the next generation. Right. I hope, and I want my kids to do better than we have, because that is creating generational wealth, which means generational ripple effect of helping people. Right. Very cool. Well, what about, um, Lee, how about, what would you say was your key to expanding your reach and connecting with other influential leaders? Cause you've learned some things that have helped you expand. It was an interesting journey that I didn't expect to go on. So I'd done lots of free courses and read books and, and because we'd never had a budget really to go and do bigger courses. So mm -hmm. I always gleaned as much of the free information as I could. And I, I'm, uh, one of my skills is definitely research and organization. Nice. And we got to a stage in March of 2020 when the UK went into lockdown. Mm -hmm. And so my business was operating at a very low level and I was working from home, but had a lot of time available. Right. And a course came up that was $2,000. And I don't think I'd ever spent that much money on anything other than a car <laughs> in my life. Right. <laughs> I did the free element of it. There was a series of free workshops uh -huh. I did. And it got to the stage of saying, well, this course is now available, but it's $2,000. And I'm umming and ah, and I don't know what I'm doing. Do I do this? Do I not do this? Because this would be my entire savings. Yeah. I mean, this was just like a little thing. This was everything that we had. Uh, and my husband said to me, if you get up tomorrow and you're not in, how are you going to feel? And I went gutted. And he went, well, do it. Oh. So I did. I signed up for it and put that money in. And it actually pivoted my entire business because oh. I went from looking at the idea of doing in-person classes, which meant that I could only teach 12 people. It meant that it were, really was trading time for money, hugely sure. trading time, time for money. Yeah. And then I could look at it and say, well, actually, because I can create content that is on demand, mm -hmm. I don't have a limit on class size. That's right. And actually, I don't have a geographical limit. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm dealing with people that have access to the internet and are English speaking, because I don't have any other languages, yeah. um, then actually I can teach anybody anywhere. And it was a huge thing for me. And then it, that changed my mindset. So I went from there, I enrolled on another course and it was a dud. So you kind of live and learn which ones right. to choose. You have to be selective. Yeah. And from there, I've got involved in lots of other different things. 
and lots of different groups and different organizations. And I have to be kind of careful because I will sort of get involved with everything, get completely overwhelmed, realize yep. that actually I've only got 24 hours in a day and I do need to sleep for some of them. And then I kind of have to reevaluate and prioritize mm -hmm. and pull back. Yeah. But it was a pivotal moment to say, okay, I need to do something. What's it going to be? Love it. Well, and you made a very specific choice. And I noticed the people who do the best do exactly what you did. They go all in on a pivotal time in their life where they had to make a decision. And it was like, I'm going to either do this now, or like I tell my God, like, you're going to do this now, make this decision and make it work. You're committing or give up that dream and stop trying to be an entrepreneur. Just go back in the nine to five bubble, like go find a place you can work at and stop trying to grow. But when you decided you did that, you were like, I'm all in. That was a pivotal moment because then you are saying, I'm going to make this happen because really you are the person responsible for your success, you know, and, and you're one of few who consume and actually applied the freebies. We stopped actually giving away our program because sometimes I would mentor people and just be like, here, I want to help you because they wouldn't do the work. But the people like you who they're like, I have to do this and it's going to stretch me enough to make me commit and I'm going to take it serious. Those people every time get huge results because there is that we teach, there's a new group we started called Amplifying Abundance for Action Takers. And it is like that win-win win model of be abundant in your relationships, be abundant in who you're helping and be abundantly open to receiving that windfall that's going to come your way because you are making a bigger impact. Like you're someone you have a positive message. You are a good person who wants to put more good in the world. So that will come back to you, but you're right. You want to be selective in where you're putting your time and energy because there is only so much to go around. Yeah. I, I swapped from trying to consume everything I could yes. uh, to work in more of a, a just in time model. Mm -hmm. So I have a plan for my business and I know what I'm doing at any one time. So I will then gather the resources that I need for that particular thing. So mm -hmm. I have a huge bank of resources that's available because I'm, because I'm a good researcher and a good organizer, I've got everything mm -hmm. filed away and it's really neat and tidy. So if yeah. I'm working on list building, then I can pull out the things that mm -hmm. are to do with that. Or if I'm working on, I don't know, something else, marketing and distribution, then I can pull out what I need on that. And so I just learn as I need to rather than try and get everything in one go. Yeah, that's perfect. And you hit it. Organization is key because if you can't find those resources when you need them, they're lost, right? So we love teaching those organizational strategies because you need to be able to access your resources or you could have tons and tons. I tell people, if you're going to write it in a notebook, that's cool, but get it into your digital system so you can search it and find it otherwise you're just wasting your time like if it's so important get it documented type it up so you can capture it and find it again yes that's awesome yeah, so lee what message are you wanting to share through your work that technology shouldn't be a barrier it's a tool that can help you succeed beautiful people quite often forget that actually they're in control of the equipment not the other way mm. around so yeah. whether it's a, a smartphone or a laptop or a camera or anything, it's under your control, but you maybe need to learn more about how to use it, but it never, ever should be a barrier. That is beautiful. And do you teach then, Lee, like the fundamentals of how to use technology so people will break through that barrier more quickly? 
that's the plan the idea is that we're going to set up seven different tech academies over time nice. and they're all aimed at different people with different um requirements yeah. so tech Tech for Seniors is aimed at 50 plus and it's about communication and assistive living technology. I want nice. to do a tech for women that is aimed solely at female business owners mm -hmm. um, and is looking at list building, funnel building, um, using different apps and software. And then the one that we've done first is the Video Production Academy, and that is aimed at tech stress business owners to help them create video for the business so that they can feel confident on camera and then they can connect with their audience. That's awesome. And we're having a celebrity speaker event coming up soon. That would be really cool to have you as a part of that because speakers right away need to get more comfortable on camera and realize this is a stage. You know, if you have a podcast, if you have a space, that is your stage and you can have a global audience. It's like this podcast went international this month because we had people from South Africa. We just had a client from Austria, Canada, all over because you're not limited anymore because of technology, right? With where your clients are located. They can be anywhere. And if you have Zoom or you have, you know, a cell phone, you can serve your clients all over the world. So I'm really glad you're doing that. And I can think of people I want to send your way. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been really exciting as well, because I'm connecting with, I mean, this week alone, the US, Canada, Nepal, Hong Kong, India, Mexico. That and is that's just within a couple of days. And this is all via Zoom. Yes. See, it's just, so I said, be open to expansion because yes. saying yes, just like you said, yes to this opportunity on the podcast. It was like, this is how you get known. This is how it just is part of that bigger ripple effect. So I love finding like diamonds like out there all around the world and pulling you guys together to just shine brighter and let people know about you. No, I think that's a, a wonderful idea. And I think that's something that, that podcasting gives us the opportunity to do. And That's it was right. kind of a little bit unexpected that that networking element was there as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a fun piece of it because that's my intention. I want you guys to become known, you know, to me, everybody's a celebrity. I want you guys to see, because like my husband and I say, if you have 20 people on your friends list, you are an influencer. Like what's happening. You're talking to people, they're listening and you never know. A lot of the ones who are your buyers, they don't like your comment. They just reach out and say, I want that when you make an offer that they resonate with. Yeah, definitely agree with that one. <laughs> awesome. So Lee, what can people expect when they work with you? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> fun authenticity fun. fun yes you will be on camera and you will enjoy it um <laughs> i think because we work with technology so much i mm -hmm. think it can be really easy to get kind of serious and stressy about it yeah. at the end of the day technology doesn't always do what you want it to do it kind of has its own way of working mm -hmm. or not working mm -hmm. and when it's not working it's incredibly stressful yes but it, if we can teach with a sense of humor and a sense of fun. I think actually people learn much better. Yes. And I think people will relax more because we're asking people to go outside of the comfort zone. We're asking them to be on camera. We're mm -hmm. asking them to put themselves out there and be more vulnerable. Yeah. We know that the stars, we know that they're going to be absolutely brilliant, but there's all those inner voices that are going on saying, I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound. People mm -hmm. are going to laugh at me. What if people hate me? What if it sure. all goes horribly wrong? 
And so that sense of fun, I think, helps them come out of the shell because if we're more approachable and we're more relatable, then that rubs off on them as well. But we're always very professional with it too. So we're not clowns. We yeah. just have a, a, a very British sense of humor. I love it. <laughs> you are a very fun personality. And I can see where people, you know, if they can feel comfortable with you, then they're more willing to get on camera or speak. Cause actually speaking is one of the biggest fears people have speaking in front of an audience. You know, I have friends, even though they are professional musicians and they play on stage in front of huge audiences, they're terrified to just speak to someone like this. It's very uncomfortable. It's a very different skill because they say when they're playing their instrument, they're almost in a character zone. You know, yeah. they're like in a mask or performing. But then when it's like this, it's way more intimate. Even like this, a lot of people are afraid. You know, what if they don't like me or I have to show up? And it's like, hey, you're likable. You're lovable. You know, it's like you have a family or somebody. I say, even if you might have a pet who's shown you you're worthy of love, you know, but then your ideal people are going to love you. So um, I love that you bring humor into it. That's really important. Joy, it actually Very took me 30 years to get in front of the camera. Really? Yeah. Wow. Then, I've only been in front of the camera for the last two years and in front of the mic for the last two years. Because my background's technical, I'm an audio editor and a VT editor. I yeah. had no aspiration to be in front of the camera at all. Yes. But as a female CEO of an IT business, I had a responsibility to show up and that's I had right. a responsibility to be on camera. And so that's what I did. So I had to learn to get out of my own way, get out mm -hmm. of my comfort zone and learn to relax. So if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. I love that. Well, and you're sharing that from a very vulnerable place, which I appreciate because a lot of people think, you know, I'm an introvert or they don't need me or nobody's going to want to see me. But like we teach, you are the face of your brand. You are the face of your company. And so if people can't see you and connect with you, how do you expect them to know, like, and trust you? You know, so I, I'm glad that you have that perspective because you can help your clients get out of their own way then and get in front of the camera. That's it. I mean, we teach people that um, people are just waiting to love you. Yeah. They, they need to see the authentic you. They That's need right. to see the you. And um, we have a, I, I don't know if this will relate across to the US, but in the UK, we have Marmite and people love it or hate it. So, you know, we can be like Marmite, love me or hate me. It's your choice, but I'm going to show up as who I am. There you go. I love that. And you called it mile mate. Is that what you said? Mar Marmite. <laughs> the, Mar the Australians have Vegemite. Oh, <laughs> maybe Marmite. it's an accent thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know Vegemite. Okay. I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's one of those connector don't like it or not but see I love this is why you bring the sweet factor like I think you could weave in and I'll let you figure out how you want to do it creatively but that chocolate piece because like butterflies are all right there in your zone right now that could just as easily be your custom chocolates and cakes because that is part of your story and if you connect like if you bring chocolate I'm in <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny most people say that and, and it's really interesting when you say that you've spent time as a chocolatier you can just see people's heads starting to work going really yeah How hang on rewind what was that like <laughs> what was it like working in chocolate did you eat it what was it so it's quite interesting people's reaction to it it's a real scroll stop uh, stopper to sort it of go, is. You did what? it is i've <laughs> actually never met a chocolatier before i saw that movie chocolate right and yes 
I loved it when we visited Belgium because the chocolate there, oh my gosh. And Hershey, Pennsylvania, the whole place smells like chocolate. It is amazing. And it just brings up that memory and it's a good association. You know, it'd be different if you worked for a sanitary waste company or something, (laughs) but the fact that it's chocolate is like an instant connection. That's amazing and sweet. And it makes it very approachable, you know? Sweet tech solutions or something. (laughs) (laughs) I love your personality and you're so sweet anyway. So it's just a, it's cool. What you're doing, the whole thing is amazing. And what about, okay. How are you getting your favorite jobs and interviews? Like we connected obviously in certain way, but how are you meeting people and expanding your global brand? It's a combination of um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm trying Twitter. It's not going overly well at the moment. And it's just being willing to put myself out there again yeah. and speaking to people. Now, I'm I'm an introvert off the introvert scale. You put me in a room of people. I'm the first one to try and climb out the window or out the door or anything <laughs> because <laughs> I am incredibly introverted. But this format for me works nice. because it's a camera and it's a screen. And although you're there and I know you're a real person, it's different than being in a room of people. And so it's a, a really interesting sort of way that you end up working. Mm-hmm. So I go into different Facebook groups. I try and add value. That yeah. in itself is a learning curve sure. because what you perceive as being value and what somebody else needs can be a different thing. Yes. So I would maybe comment and post in one way. And then I was a guest in somebody's membership a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and the questions that she was asking me I'm like ah now I understand what value you're looking for they wanted to know how to go live on Facebook they wanted to know how to use a ring light if you wear glasses and uh-huh. it was just little things that make life easier and I'm like okay I understand it now mm-hmm. so it's listening as well and then being willing to change what it is that you talk about because you're listening and just being willing to make that connection as well mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is really valuable because if you can listen to the problems people have and create solutions, then they are willing to pay you not just have a cool idea, but is it something that someone else needs enough to go all in like you did, you know, that's awesome. They say that if you, if you just build it, you uh, maybe will design a horse, but actually what they're looking for is a camel. So that that interaction is so vital because it just changes the trajectory of everything you do. So the way that the Video Production Academy looks like today compared with six months ago is completely different. It's it's not recognizable. Mm -hmm. And that's just from listening and iterating and listening and iterating. And I think that really is a lifelong process. I don't think that that ever stops. Oh, you're right. And and the thing is, as you're looking you have to also continue to evolve and grow and change as an entrepreneur because you're going to be solving way different problems when this thing takes off and you go over six figures than if you try to reach a million, you know, and then millionaires to their next level of millions or whatever. It's a different. And some people at somewhere in there choose to say, I've made enough. Like, this is great. I'm happy with my life. I want to continue this and keep doing what's working. Or you'll continue to shift and change if you want to level up. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I'm a shifter and a changer. Yeah, 
That's good though, because that means, and I can see it already just since we first met, like you're willing to listen and you implement things. So you're getting big results, you know, just to be open to go, oh, wow, maybe I could charge more because sometimes you're charging way too little. And so people don't value it. They're going to be like, oh, why would I put in the time? It's not enough for me to invest. You know what I mean? They're like, you're talking a certain price point. They're like, I'm going to show up. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think uh, to be a student, you have to be fat, faithful, available and teachable. And if any one of those things isn't there, then you're not going to learn. I love it. I love your style. You're so fun. I'm glad you decided to come out from behind the lens and get in front of the camera because the world was missing out on you. You were a super amazing person. (laughs) Thank you. And what about Okay. What would you recommend to people? And this might be new for where you're at, but people who are wanting to gain traction in their social media networks and grow their audience. I know you have some kind of specialized training in this piece. It's not necessarily what you expect it to be because Mm -hmm. the thing that you get taught is that you build a Facebook page, you build a Facebook group, and then you sort of funnel people through and you turn up on other people's Facebook groups and you deliver value. And what tends to happen with that, that I've found is it ends up like a major pitch fest. Mm. So everybody dives onto the post and the post can get like 600 comments and you're just lost in the middle of it. Yeah. So you have to be willing to do something then that's different. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's appearing on other people's podcasts, it's guesting in people's memberships, it's being in people's summits, but it's also uh, producing a podcast myself, because Mm -hmm. that gives me that opportunity then to connect with people all around the world. That's right. And it's something that will grow in a different way. So we're just in the process of getting a YouTube channel together. And cool. that's going to take a little while to get going because it's just yeah. the production of content takes time because sure. if I'm going to put it out there, it needs to be good. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to go against the grain and go against what's being taught yeah. because Facebook isn't nearly as effective as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Even within a Facebook group that you own with yeah. people that have chosen to be in it, yeah. then potentially you've only got 10% of those people can actually see what you post because right. Facebook wants you to pay. So that's why we're going down the YouTube route because YouTube isn't a social media platform. Mm -hmm. It's a search engine. And so we have more potential to have a stable offering. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing with it is that too. Yeah. Go ahead. The other thing, sorry. The other thing with it is that people tend to do something for a week and go, oh gosh, darn it, it didn't work. (laughs) Right. It's like, that, that isn't going to solve anything. You need to be like three months in and being mm-hmm. really consistent for that time and always be watching what's going on, what worked and what didn't work. So mm. for example, um, with my IT business, we make computers and mm-hmm. some of them are stunning. They're like thousands of pounds worth of equipment. They're all different colors, the whistles and bells, and you know, they're really lovely looking machines. We can put information up about that and it'll reach a certain level. Yeah. So we, we bought this big blue happy birthday badge and uh, Grant was the first person this year who had a birthday in January. So I made him put the badge on, took a photograph and on his birthday he said, happy birthday, Grant. That <laughs> post got seven times as many hits Mm-hmm. and huge engagement of happy birthday grant than something where it was a five thousand pound computer yeah 
Wow. So I was looking at that and going, oh, actually, there's something in that. The reason that worked is because Grant was in it. They can see his face. They can connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't connect with a piece of metal, even if it's really pretty. There, there isn't anything there that resonates. It's like, okay, so what we need to do is produce content that has the team's faces in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So we need to shift across. That isn't saying that we're not doing Facebook. Or yeah. we're going down a different route. It's like, okay, we just need to shuggle sideways and go, okay, we still need to put the content out, but let's tweak the content. Mm-hmm. And it's just an ongoing process and yeah. it takes a long time. And mm-hmm. if anybody turns around and says, I can get you on Instagram and get you six figures in a week, um, <laughs> I don't believe them. Sorry, yeah. it takes longer yeah. than that. It doesn't work. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause you can create, like, I can help someone create a custom offer and ours within six weeks are making their first 2k, but that's not a hundred K in a week. Like, and I always look, I look and when I see people have like huge audiences, but then nobody's liking or commenting on their posts that shows me it's like, okay, so that wasn't organic. They can buy likes or traffic, but are people actually engaging? Like I would rather have less, but real humans interacting who love my content and come back because that is an actual audience engaging with you. Right. And you're right on YouTube. That's like the long game, but you're building that, you know, with the podcast. I love it. Cause this will go not only on the podcast, it'll go to YouTube. So you'll get exposure and stuff with your links there. We can backlink, right. And then Instagram, Facebook, but it's, I always teach 14 streams of income. Cause I don't ever want all of our eggs in one basket. It's like, if you can have different streams coming in, you're always operating out of abundance instead of one thing because what happens if that goes down right facebook goes down you have nothing right so you can be in all these different ones things are quite often cyclical and seasonal as well so you will find that there's different times of year where some things peak and other things trough so you have to have the multiple uh, streams of income so that one one tails off it's not gone completely it's just having a bit of a quiet time you've got another one that can come forward that's right oh i love it this has been so good so you have quite an extensive background, but if someone, maybe there's a young woman out today who's going to be listening to this or young man who wants to do what you've done, what skills or training would they need? The first thing to do is get a really good foundation in what business is all about. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that go, I'm going to go into business because I love this element. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine, had been a chef for 28 years working for other people and said I want to own a coffee shop so he did he didn't get any business training he didn't do any workshops he lasted 10 months and at the end of it he was financially and relationally poorer because he hurt so many people in the process and he just didn't have that foundation there to be able to make it successful even if he'd made huge amount of money it still wouldn't have been successful because there was no foundation to the business there was Mm -hmm. no structure to it so even though it's the unglamorous bit even though it's the bit it's like uh, preparing to decorate a room that's right it's the preparation that's hugely important because that's the thing that's going to make a difference between whether you succeed or whether you fail so the first thing to do is have a look and see what training's available uh, read whatever you can, watch whatever you can, get onto webinars. If you can get into in, in-person things, great. And be mm-hmm. developing that idea. And when your idea is 80% ready, go for it. Don't wait for 100% because 100% never happens. But 
get all the information that you can get yourself a good grounding in what business is all about Mm -hmm. because then when you've got money coming in and you can employ other people to do it you know what you're going to ask them to do and you're going to understand the job that they're doing for you so even administration bookkeeping marketing graphic design these are all things that you can learn to do at a level that's enough to get you going and then when you can pay somebody and say well I want you to do my bookkeeping if they turn around and say it's going to cost you you know, $2,000 a month, you're going to go, hmm, I'm not so sure about that because it doesn't take me that long to do it. How much an hour are you? So yeah. you can form decisions because you have that baseline knowledge. I love that. Well, and just because you communicated that so perfectly, um, I want to offer you, if you want to be one of our affiliates, we have a complete Stories to Success Business Fundamentals program. And I know you're working on your media and all this academy. So if you meet people who need that, you can literally register as an affiliate, give them our link if they go through the program, and then you get residual income, which is just passive, one of your 14 streams. And you can help people that they're asking, they need that. That's why we built our Business Fundamentals program, because we know that's where most businesses fail. And it's within the first five years, they give up because they didn't know they needed this specific organizational structure, or they didn't know they needed to handle these things to get clients and, you know, enrollment, like all those pieces. We spent 20 years learning. We took the time to document it, put it together because yeah, I want to see new business owners succeed. You know, for me, I'm like, I'm at 45 now. I just did an amazing mentor session for a girl. She's 22 years old. I felt like I got to have a conversation with my younger self to just help her see it's possible because her family shot her down and her idea is amazing. Like she has a huge vision and she wants to open a franchise. And I was like, yeah, that's an amazing idea. And here, I'm going to connect you with these people. Here's the program. You can go make affiliate commission and earn your way in. But, um, there are always people who want that knowledge and are hungry for it. So thank you for doing what you do to spread the word. And I will definitely refer you people to get them in front of the lens and get their, you know, camera skills up because if they can see you, then they can purchase from you. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to surround yourself with positive people. I know when I decided to quit my nine to five and go full-time self-employed, one of my colleagues went, yeah, but it's never going to work. Oh yeah. And and that was their parting shot. And you're like, I'm fairly determined. I'm like, really watch me. And I'm determined, but I know for some other people Mm -hmm. who maybe were more with the imposter syndrome at that stage would go, Oh really? Ah, well maybe I shouldn't do that then. Yeah. So by surrounding yourself with people that are positive, it will bring you up to their level because you should never be the most intelligent person in the room. For sure. Yeah. What else are you going to rise to? If you find that you are, you better get into a group that makes you humble and keep growing real quick because otherwise you stop learning. Yes. That's right. Yeah, every day is a school day. That's right. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> so what is the best way, Lee, if people want to contact you because they want to work with you, how can they get in touch with you? Well, if you look for anything that says Video Production Academy, generally you will find me. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We were on TikTok. That wasn't going particularly well. So don't use TikTok. But (laughs) any of the other ways, Video Production Academy, you'll find me. 
I love it. Okay. And please send me your, your bio and your links. I'll have all of that included. You guys, if you're watching the podcast episode, um, all of Lee's info will be included in the comment section so that you'll be able to access her website, uh, learn more about her and the amazing things we talked about today and make that really easy. If you have any kind of freebie or offer you want to include people, um, just let me know the links and I'll include that for you as well, Lee. And then what is a quote that you would like to share to inspire our listeners? Well, I wish you'd have asked me that one before, so I would have gone and checked it. Um, I've got a really good one about education, but I'd have to go and look it up. If you Educa- want to send it to me, I could include it later with the podcast notes. That's too. all right. I remember it. Okay. Education Education without implementation is just entertainment. Oh, that's a really good one, especially with the field that you're in. I love that. Education without implementation is just entertainment. Yes. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. And then this one is for a new book. I've been working on collecting these for a couple of years, but if you were going to create a hashtag for your younger self, what would it be? So you could give yourself that advice. Hashtag be brave. Oh, I love it. I think, um, especially when you're an introvert, it can be really difficult to put yourself out there because there's so many negative voices that go on. Mm. But you know, outside your own head's a really nice place. It's really <laughs> good. And all the things that you think are going to happen, all the negatives don't. Whatever the worst case scenario you think is going to be there doesn't ever happen. That is so beautiful. You get a big sparkle wheel for that. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that. The world's a really nice space if you can get outside your head. I love that. Thank you so much for spending the time with me. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, Lee, and you're welcome in any of the groups we have. If you want to be a part of our Amplifying Abundance for Action Takers, um, your episode, when it comes out, I will send you all the links and notes so that you can share it with your audience as well. And thank you so much for being a wonderful guest for the Legacy and Legends podcast. Thank you. It's been my privilege. Okay. Sending you love across the way, my friend, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.